Hello, everyone. Welcome to Super Bowl Sunday preview of the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast. I'm hey, your host, Corey Walsh. I'm Ian Linehan. Let's get rolling. It's the time that every football fan looks forward to, unless you're one of the 30 teams that's not in it. It's uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Sorry, bitches. Patriots Rams! Well, you know, as a Patriots fan, we can honestly say that uh, we haven't felt that in a few years. We really haven't. No, it's okay, though. Three years in a row, I'll take it. Ever since we've been in college, it's a wonderful ride. It really has been. Even if they lose, it's kind of like, well, you know, they're in the Super Bowl. I'm just kidding. When they lose, it sucks. But, you know. Yeah. It's not a great feeling. Fuck you know, the Eagles. Pretty terrible. That's fine. But here we are again for the third time in a row, and it's ironically where it all started. Patriots-Rams. Tom Brady's first heroic. Everyone says it might not be, but he had a great drive yeah. on that fourth quarter, and that's what started it all. Against the greatest show on turf. And now it's an offense that, honestly, in today's NFL, kind of blows that one out of the water. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's then, and this is now. <laughs> Welcome to the present. I'm just so excited for it. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great game, for sure. Yeah. And I thought, you know, for some people who like don't watch all the games, I thought we could talk about just how these teams got there. It was uh, quite the improbable run, I would say. I really would say, yeah. Well, you know, it all started with that win in Houston to start the season for the Pats, which That's is who true. we're going to start with. Uh, we won 30-27. to 27. Yep, Gronk scored the first touchdown of the season. He was on my fantasy team. I was stoked, and then he didn't do anything. Well, yeah, that happened. And yeah, I, I seem to keep bringing up my fantasy team. And you know, at the time, we're like, wow, we, the Patriots beat like a really quality playoff team with the Texans, who were the favorite besides Jacksonville to win that division and we were walking away going like you know what our defense looked pretty solid against a good offense in that game yeah i actually kind of thought that the texans i don't know why i don't know why people do this and i don't know why i became one of those people this year but i thought the texans might do something this year but it's the patriots and it's tom brady versus an inexperienced quarterback of course they were going to win that game especially 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 off of a torn acl yeah for sure and then, uh, you know, that win felt really nice, but it kind of faded away real quick when we lost to the Jags and Lions back-to-back. I think that what really capitalized how bad that was. The Jags game, you thought they were going to be a good team, so yeah. you thought, hey, that's not that bad. And then Matt Patricia beats you. Yep, that was a low point. That was Sunday night, Sunday night football. Yep. Yeah. That was, like, when the hype behind the Lions was real because they just beat the Jets. Yep, and everybody like, was thinking that Matt Patricia was the higher of the year. Wait, no, did the Jets win? The Jets won that game. I'm sorry. They did, because Sam, Sam Darnold threw that one interception, and then he threw, like, lights out for the rest of the game. Asshole. It's ironic, though, because Matt Patricia also went on that season to beat Aaron Rodgers, but finished, like, 6-10. and 10. I think there's some hope for Matt Patricia, but only in the next couple of years. Definitely not anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And what did the Patriots do to respond to those two losses? Uh, trade for Josh Gordon. <laughs> Flash! And that's what he was, literally a flash, because he yeah, came and went really quick. Gone in the blink of an eye. Yep. And Edelman also returned from suspension, which also helped out in their passing game. But Edelman really didn't get started until, like, the postseason, I honestly believe. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, yeah, especially with the arrival of Josh Gordon, of course. I'm not going to say Edelman took a back seat, but in terms of production, it definitely wasn't the same as in the past. Another player that came off of a torn ACL. Yeah. And you got, I don't know, I would say I would say Philip Dorsett this year, he really, really emerged. And he's, especially as of late, he's been doing really, really well. Yeah, he's taking over. No, I'd say Chris Hogan's kind of taking over the Danny Amendola. The NFL? Yeah, the NFL entirely. 
in all of its aspects. Bug eyed Chris Hogan always looks like he's on Adderall. Hey, Tom, throw me the ball. Come on, Tom. <laughs> And then after that, you know, the Patriots do what they do. After they're 2-2 two and two at some point, they um, go on a six-game win streak, which would have them beat the Dolphins, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Bears, the Bills, and the Packers. Mm-hmm. Which at the time, you didn't realize, were three playoff teams, but yep. the Packers were not one of them. Yeah, that was um, – it's funny. Uh, we're talking about my original predictions. I was kind of boss of the wall, and I thought that the Packers might get back to the Super Bowl. And I so, did say they'd go back. Yep, we yeah we both did actually. And what was your other team? The Chargers. I went to that game. Um, Chargers versus Patriots, absolutely electric. We'll talk about it in a minute. We will talk about it. Bon Jovi was there. Uh, the Chiefs game was probably the most notable game in that stretch. Or yeah. the or you could talk about the Bears game, but we'll talk about the Chiefs one first. Uh, the Chiefs game was an absolutely lights out game in yeah. New England. A tip like the, you got what the Chiefs did all year, which was them just slinging the ball up and down. But Kareem Hunt was the one who destroyed us in that yes, game. Yes, like and he then, usually does ever since he was a rookie last year. Yeah, it's whatever forty-two to fourteen. Yeah. Um, and the one big play towards the end was the um, the bomb to Tyree Kill, where he just outran everybody. Yeah, uh, that was I think it was like late third quarter or something, and yeah, that's he, when people <laughs> started to lose hope a little bit. But then, typical Tom Brady, absolutely typical. And they took over. And Steven Gostowski kicks the field goal to win. Was it 43 to 40? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gostowski coming up in the clutch, which doesn't seem as often as it used to. Yeah. Dusting off an oldie. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, old Steven. I miss Adam Vinatieri. Looks like he's back for his 24th season this year. The hair, You know, you're, like, you're breaking, like, barriers when you're gray and you're out on the football field yeah good for him but you're also a kicker so you just have to use your legs he looks like he should be like a sponsor for bush's baked beans you know with the plaid shirt i can see yeah, it he's you know classic dad and he's got one of those hats that's like perfectly folded perfectly molded <laughs> i don't know it's something about him <laughs> ian's wet dream adam vinatieri in a all beans right commercial. i told you that in private come on <laughs> after that uh Bill Belichick lost to another one of his disciples, uh, the Tennessee Titans, tw- ten to thirty-four. Yes, that was probably one of the weirdest games I've ever watched. That was absolutely terrible. Because I did not think Marcus Mariota could ever beat the Patriots. Well, he did. He did. He but did. By he's a still lot. like terrible, in my opinion. Think about it, though. People who have beaten the Patriots this year: Matt Patricia and Mike Vrabel. Two pit Belichick disciples. Yeah, it's almost like they know him or something. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying that if the Rams want to win this game, they have to turn around and really, really look at the, um, I don't know what week that was. Was it week 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have to look at the week 10 tape between the Titans and the Patriots. But, as we know, the Patriots always turn things around, so they're never going to let the same mistakes happen twice. Yep, and then after that, you know, they decided to do what they usually do and absolutely destroy the Jets, 27-13. to That was fun. Which was a weird game because the Jets definitely could have won that game, but Sam Darnold made a ton of rookie mistakes. Yeah. And Belichick just loves eating up all the mistakes that rookies make. It's, and like a, it's like a continental breakfast full of mistakes. It's like the eggs, bacon, the sausage. Oh, daddy. Oh, man. Oh this is not God. sponsored by any hotel. Devour Foods. I'm sorry. We are not sponsored by Devour Foods. Did you see that commercial that was banned? No. By Devour Foods? What it's was like, it? It's like he's addicted to frozen food, and it's the girlfriend is talking about it, and he treats it like it's porn. 
It's oh a, yeah, I have yes, seen it. That was a very banned. Funny commercial. Yeah. Why? I don't. It's the it's the funniest one. People too. are so sensitive. They really are. I know none of us, you who listen are that sensitive, but yeah. if you were, you could still listen because I, I. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, you know, but we, we just know it. we're not huge fans of it. Yeah, yeah. And then we beat the Vikings twenty four ten, which at the time were everyone thought going into the season the Vikings were like this going to be this juggernaut, and uh, they didn't run the ball that much, like, at all. I think. 50% of us thought that the Vikings were going to be extremely talented this year. Uh, maybe even their quarterback becoming the NFL's most valuable player. I'm not going to name names as to who that it was. It wasn't me. Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm not. I'm not it was me. Right, I'm not putting a claim on that. Yeah, whatever. It was believe me. it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were they? Like seven, eight, no. and one? Eight, seven, and one. And then. Okay. Uh, okay. okay, so after that, you know. Uh, should hit the fan again, where the miracle of Miami happened. Yeah, um, that game was stupid. That was very. I, I don't understand. The Steelers game was worse. Yeah, that that was a lot worse. It really was. What I took away from those games is that Brady in those two games showed his age entirely. Yes, because he was missing throws that you just expect him to make. Now I know he's like forty-one, whatever, but two thirty-five. It's not like Brady throws Hail Marys all the time. <laughs> no, as we've talked about quite a bit, the deep ball for Tom Brady is not as good as it used to be. Or really was ever that good, yeah, well, besides Randy. Yeah, potato, potato. Potato, potato. <laughs> and then we finished off with two shitty AFC East teams with rookie quarterbacks, so that really didn't make me feel any better. Huge dubs, 24-12 and then 38-3. to Once again, those wins were basically pointless. Yeah. And then the march to that, the postseason. Well, no. The thing that stood out oh. about <laughs> about those that schedule was that we were undefeated at home, but we were 3-5 and five on the road. And looking into it as a Pats fan for the playoffs, if, I, if we got past the second round, I was immediately going to be concerned because it was going to be Arrowhead. Yep. And Arrowhead's arguably like the second worst place to play yep. behind the Superdome. Of, in terms of weather, in terms of fans. And just the fact that the Chiefs were rolling this year. I mean, this was such a historic season for offense, I would say. You look at the top four teams that did make it to the um, conference championships. I mean, I think... Juggernauts. Juggernauts. I think they were all part of the top four in total offense. Yeah. Amazing. It's almost like the league is shifting offensively. Except when the postseason comes around. What makes you say that? Uh, (laughs) Just joking. So... The re- they got the second seed, which was honestly 100% Patriots luck because Pittsburgh and Houston choked extremely hard, and Pittsburgh choked themselves out of the playoffs. Yeah, once again, um, the Philadelphia Eagles kicker coming up huge a couple seasons in a row because they were the ones that beat the Texans. Yeah, they did. And Nick- kept their season alive. And then Big the Dick Te- Nick! Big Dick Nick. I think he's golfing. It's okay. Is he, is he going back to Philadelphia? Oh, no, not at all. No, not at all. We'll talk about that in a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, yeah, but Pittsburgh choking was probably the weirdest thing because they had a grip on not only the second seed but a playoff berth, and uh, they lost games that were really critical. That was very fun. But don't worry, they beat Cincinnati in the last game of the season. That's got to count for something, right? And then the Browns Super Bowl, basically, with the Ravens and the Browns in the last game, but the Ravens won. Yeah. Oh, man, I really wanted them. I I, I wanted the Browns to win, but only because it's the Browns. But I didn't want the Steelers to make it in the postseason. 
Oh, so yeah. I, I, was, I was fine with the result. Yeah, I mean, I was as a Patriots fan, I did not want the Ravens to go in. Because as any Patriots fan knows, the Ravens have our number a good amount of the time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Besides the Billy Cundiff schwank. Oh my God, I forgot about that. We're getting old. Oh, damn. So then... Uh, Ian could talk about this game. Uh, this was the, this was the game he attended. This was so much fun. The L.A. Chargers versus the Pats. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, what did you notice in that game? Well, um, I noticed that we were in line to get in the game for probably about 20 minutes too long, and it was just absolute hell trying to get in there. But what was very interesting is that um, I don't know how soon it was, but the Patriots scored immediately. And the roars from the fans inside the stadium gave us a real indication that they were doing something good on offense. Because um, we knew they'd gotten the ball first because the guy next to us had pulled, up, pulled it up on his phone. And then we get in there, and they scored again. Sonny Michelle, corner of the end zone. And then they scored again. And again. Oh. And, I, and again. And again. It was 35 points at the half. Yeah, it was a pretty wild game. It was a blowout. 41 to 27 does not show how much of a blowout it was because I'm pretty sure like 14 of those points were garbage time in the fourth quarter. It was all garbage time. It was all garbage time. And the hero of the game, obviously, was Sony Michelle. It really was. I think uh, 100. He had 24 attempts for 129 yards and three touchdowns and one catch. Yeah. Also, Rex Burkhead did well in that game. Also, Julian Edelman did well. Also, Dorsett did well. Everything was clicking. Hogan was coming up. Brady looked good. Brady looked really it, it good. It made every Patriots fan give a sigh of relief yeah. watching him throw these passes because you're like waiting all season for it to happen. And yes. he was constantly clicking. You're like, oh, whew, okay. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Gronk, maybe Gronk will. Oh, okay, no. Well, whatever. Um, and everybody was worried because um, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, arguably two of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Obviously, that's just the best pass rushing core in the NFL. And then... They get this boost off of playing the Ravens, who have a quarterback that can't even throw. Yeah, that's... And uh, fumbles a lot. Yes. Um, And the Patriots did not allow a sack in that game. Still have not allowed a sack all postseason. I don't like that. (laughs) I know. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. I'm just saying. It was going to come up eventually. It it probably was. It was going to come up. probably been pumping it out. It was going to come up eventually. But then, okay, so then the big takeaway from that game was, wow, the Patriots are back. Are back. Uh, they did really, really well against a very good pass. Well, that's what the the all Patriots line. fans said. Up, everyone yes. else was like, fucking damn it, I hate this team. Yep, and then everybody else who didn't say, fucking damn it, I hate this team, said, oh, well, they're not going to win at Arrowhead. Yeah, even though we dominated the Chargers, who every I think uh, almost every sports station, including myself, uh, said that they wouldn't win, which I think a lot of Patriots fans going into that game were kind of nervous anyway because okay. we haven't shown a lot that we could beat teams with good defenses. Yeah, and it kind of worried me, and I know it worries a bunch of other people, and this happens for a bunch of sports teams with big matchups early on in the year. Patriots beat the Chiefs earlier on in the season, so I thought, I don't want to say I thought Andy Reid had our number, but I thought the Chiefs had our number. I thought just having tape would help, and being yeah. at home versus being away exactly. would help, especially in Arrowhead, but Brady is probably the most... The best quarterback to have in those types of stadiums because he's been in those types of environments so often. Yes, and yeah, it, I don't. I, I'm still in shock about that game. It was <laughs> so cool. Do you want to? Do you want to start talking about it? No, that you you covered it for the the Chiefs game. 
Oh, no, the Chiefs game, sure. Let's, let's roll right into it. Um, I think this was the top game of the season. Yeah, first of all, wow. In the NFL, yeah. like, it as a whole. Yeah, like, yeah. I know you'll say Rams-Chiefs. I'll talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> but I think that this game was the best game of the year because mm-hmm. anyone who I took out no, – the main things I took out of that game were Brady never left. Never left. Never lost. <laughs> never lost. And the argument that Brady wasn't trying is such bullshit because anyone who, like in the regular season, people have been yeah. saying that like, oh, maybe he just like you know like the Warriors takes his foot off the gas. Yeah, Max um, Kellerman. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about him later. He's a bitch. Anyways, uh, anyone who's who knows Tom Brady knows he is the most extreme competitor on the planet. The direct quote was, "I am the baddest mother fluffer on this Whoa. planet." We're going PG. We're going PG. What if my parents hear this? <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Another. Uh, so that game was wild because it basically the the fourth quarter was the whole game. If you look at it, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs scored. I want to say 21 points in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think it was. The Patriots were winning 17 to seven at the half. And then they scored. An- the Chiefs scored another touchdown in the third quarter, and then they scored. I think no. I think it was wasn't it seventeen and fourteen to nothing, and then the Travis Kelsey touchdown fourteen seven. Kostowski puts up a field goal. That's the half. Oh, that was at the half. Yep. See, uh, this is uh, kind of a funny story. Um, I just recently got over pink eye, and so uh, for the first half of the AFC Championship, I was in a local urgent care getting ointments so the details are still kind of he also missed another crucial game that we'll talk about later we'll talk about it later (laughs) but what really stood out to me was brady just honestly no actually no brady i was kind of expecting it by that point but Mm. gronk just literally came out of a coffin and decided to start playing yeah that was like it like an adams family-esque coming out of a coffin there were like five huge plays in that game there was the edelman nut didn't touch the punt by how many millimeters? You literally could probably grab like two hairs. You and could that see, would you do could, it. You could see the shadow of the. Bo- it's crazy. I don't even know. I'd say it's that the Hogan catch. The Hogan catch. That was wild. Yeah, we. <laughs> that was I, a Danny Amendola catch if I've ever seen it. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just in shock still. That was wild. And then the roughing the passer. I'm saying in air quotes. Yeah. Thank you. NFL. Also, thank you to um, D Ford. Oh, the, for the offsides. Yep, and then and then you, the pick that yep, would have happened because yep. Gronk slapped it up in the air. Yep, and if you go out and look back at the um, the mic'd up video, which is actually I didn't like it. I usually love NFL mic'd up. This one for the AFC Championship, I thought was terrible. But why? I just I thought it was like moving too quick. They weren't getting like all the good little bits that they should have gotten. I don't know. Uh, I, the Super Bowl would be better. Oh, for sure. That, well, for sure. if uh, we win. Well, th- yeah, that, that that would help. But um, <laughs> um, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, yeah, D. Ford. He he goes back to the sideline. He goes up to his coach. He's like, was I really fucking offsides? <laughs> was I really? And the coach just ten-ass looks at him and was like, D, your whole foot was over. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like, everyone's going to be like, Patriots luck. <laughs> 
and like honestly, that I was, was just there, there were some dumb mistakes that the Chiefs made. Yes, there was. There were some definite Patriots plays that you, if you watched Patriots postseason games or like any fourth quarter drive, that happens. Yeah, I'm just the Hogan catch, the the Gronk catch on fourth down. I, that's that's them being out of this world, but overall, Patriots look. To say the least. Awesome. So I decided there was two outlier players during this postseason run for the Patriots, and this might shock you. Mm. None of them are Tom Brady. Ouch. It's Sony Michelle. And can I guess a second? Wait, hold on. Oh. Sony Michelle had 53 attempts in this postseason. Yeah. For 242 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, some electric numbers yeah. from yeah. a rookie running back like who good. honestly didn't like do that much. Yeah. He had, like, a few good games yeah. in the regular season, was, but this was his, like, coming out consistent. party. He was consistent. He wasn't, like, Saquon, you know. Oh, yeah, no. He can't catch. That's no, no, no not at all. Not at all. He's just a little big boy. <laughs> little big boy. Uh, and then the other one, if you want to take a guess. I'm going to say, and maybe this will, if I'm right, I think it'll be funny because a couple of us have been shitting on him. During this postseason, but I'm going to say Rex Burkhead. I'm saying Julian Edelman. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Julian uh, Edelman ju- came back to top Edelman form by having yeah. 16 catches for 247 and one touchdown in two games. That's what surprised me. That's definitely what surprised me most during the Chargers game is because you could have just assumed that they were just going to go to Edelman and that he was creating space. But Edelman throughout the whole season showed that maybe he's like not fully back. He would drop some yeah. wide-open catches. Yeah. And just not be able to do the things that we're used to Edelman doing. Yeah. But this postseason has been absolutely amazing. Amazing. I really hope it continues. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So, I don't know if you lived under a rock, but um, there's some people out there who have some high-position jobs that uh, have been shitting on Tom Brady for about uh, the whole season. I can name one of them. Please do. It rhymes with wax. Mellerman. Yeah. Um, I just want this to be abundantly clear, and I don't really care. Max Kellerman is really bad at his job. He's absolutely terrible. <laughs> he does not know that much about – he just speaks in such generalities, but if yeah. he finds something that he knows will get clicks, yeah, that's what he will constantly say. Because yeah, no person in their right mind would keep just picking off Tom Brady when yeah. he has done – he hasn't – when it really matters – he hasn't done poorly yet. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, he's kind of like Skip Bellis, where he does, you know, just the hot takes for... No, because Skip know. Bellis knew basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't stupid. Yeah, he wasn't stupid. Max Kellerman is flat-out stupid. Um, I would love to read some quotes that I've just heard this uh, just this week. Oh, you prepared well. Yeah, go And you it. can talk about it. Cool. <laughs> um, so, actually... Three years ago, mm-hmm. he, and every year since, mm-hmm. he has said, Tom Brady is falling off the cliff. And he said this most recently in week 14. Garbage. Right after they lost to Pittsburgh. And then Stephen A said, um, and he's like, yeah, okay. Then Max is like, no, you know what? Last Super Bowl is when we noticed he fell off the cliff. That is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Because he had a Super Bowl. Last year's yeah, Super Bowl. a Super Bowl record breaking performance yeah. in that game. That was five hundred plus yards. He doesn't play defense, yeah, Max. I know. So I, I'm having a tough time understanding your logic here, Max. And if you think Max Kellerman 
give him a break for that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll let okay. it slide. Well, Still um, garbage. So for this postseason, he said he would rather have Rivers, Luck, and Mahomes over Brady yeah. by a mile. Right, that's the one that I was thinking of right off the bat. And um, I just want people to know that he beat two of those quarterbacks. Yeah, and to be not to be fair to Max Kellerman, but to those three quarterbacks, they were really, really good this regular season. Mahomes and Rivers are going to be considered for MVP. Of course, I think Mahomes should win it. I just believe if Tom Brady is in the playoffs, you don't pick other players who Mahomes, who's never been in it. That's the thing. Over Tom Brady, Andrew, Andrew Luck, who hasn't played in a playoff hurt. game in forever. Yeah, he came out of a coffin too. <laughs> and then Philip Rivers is like always. Who's O is now O and nine against the Patriots? Yeah, do your research, man. Maybe he's one win. I don't even know. No. Doesn't even? Yeah. See, I was right. Yeah. Fuck you, Max. And then he talked about the Patriots dynasty earlier we this week. Here we go. And he said, they're actually 5-3 and three right now. Yep. So, if they lose, they're 5-4, and four, which is barely over four, over 500, Ooh. which is not that impressive. Ooh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, that's a terrible argument. And then he goes, if they, if they go 6-3, and three, they win twice as much. And I'm like... Big numbers guy, huh? Yeah. Here's Honestly, the, he's always on NBA Countdown saying dumbass stuff. And, like, Chauncey Billows and Paul Pierce are like, what the fuck are you talking you about? Wanna, you want to talk numbers, Max? Here you go. This is their ninth Super Bowl appearance in 18 years. That's 50% of the time. Tom Brady was 22 when he got started. He's now 41. Tom Brady, if he wins this game, has as many Super Bowls, I think, if more, than the Pittsburgh Steelers Franchise. Yes. yes. He already has more Super Bowl wins than some teams do, and he already has more appearances than, I think it was like six or seven NFL teams combined. We want to talk numbers? He has six talk times num- as many as the Browns. You want to talk numbers, Max? You ass? <laughs> He's terrible. He really is. Have bad. you ever listened to Rob Parker on FS1? I actually, I'm not a big Fox Sports guy. Well, you won't be after this. <laughs> cool. Talk to me about him. Um... He said before the Chiefs game, the reign of terror would be over, that Brady would choke extremely hard. Garbage. Uh, Brady's the luckiest quarterback of all time. Garbage. And honestly, I just think, who gives two shits about this guy's opinion? I did research about him. He has had some extremely controversial like quotes and statements about him. He had one about RG3 being an African-American quarterback, and he said it doesn't count because he's like a Republican qu- quarterback. That's... That's that's terrible. Yep. That's just ignorant. Extremely. That's terrible. And ESPN fired him shortly after. I and would. FS1 despre- desperately needs personalities, so they brought him in. And he is honestly the worst. But that's enough yeah. about talking about the haters. Was he? Oh, he was on Undisputed? Yes. Oh, idiot. And now we're going to talk about the Rams. Let's go. <laughs> in a more positive note. Yes, yes. Um, Good transition. Thanks, man. And the Rams... Uh, they came out like hotcakes to start. They won eight straight games. Yep, that was pretty damn good. However, only two of those teams made the playoffs. Mm, do you want to name off those teams? Uh, they were the Chargers, mm-hmm. who they beat 35-23. to mm-hmm. A good win, mm-hmm. looking back on it. Yeah, definitely. At, and then uh, the Seahawks, who they beat 33-31, to 30, mm-hmm. which is a divisional game. <clears throat> so those are always important always anyway. Important. Yeah. But either way, like Seattle actually did make the playoffs this year, so it was impressive. And then they, but they also beat like really crappy teams like Oakland, Arizona, San Fran, and Denver. And Denver, they just kind of squeaked by. Case Keenum, electric, and they also beat the Packers. But the Packers, we thought were going to be way better. Was that the time that Aaron Rodgers was hurt? 
No. no, that was that was later on. That doesn't matter though. They're not a playoff team. No, they're not. And uh, things were looking good until uh, they lost to the Saints at the Superdome. A lot of people thought, okay, so forty-five to thirty-five. We yeah, we were talking about um, how Patriots Chiefs <laughs> AFC Championship should be considered game of the year. A lot of people thought this was going to be game of the year, and then Rams versus Chiefs. A lot of people thought it was going to be game of the year. And it was for a little bit, but not yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Because I don't like high-scoring games. Yeah, I know that's, like, really anti how the league is. Yeah. But I like games that finish, like, 24 to 27. Yeah, because if you think high-scoring games are, that's, I know it's not a computer, but it's clickbait, essentially. I mean, everybody's going to be drawn into a higher-scoring contest. But if defense you, wins championships. If you like high-scoring games, go play Madden. With Keegan Porter. Keegan Porter, he'll kick your ass. If you're listening, okay, actually, we're, we're going to take a little pause now because let's just talk about how Keegan loves to play Catan. <laughs> so that when Holly Eisenberg, our really good friend who's in Barcelona, listens back, she'll be able to pinpoint the moment where we talked about Keegan playing Catan. Here it is. And we're done. All right. <laughs> this has been huge. They beat the Lions, which... Huge win. <laughs> really <laughs> not impressive. Electric. Then eye-opening things started to happen. Yes, yeah. Um, they lost to the Bears. This is when I thought the Bears were absolutely for real. I mean, they made Jared Goff look like a deer in headlights. He was yeah. terrible. That defense terrorized him the yep. entire game. Kalomak went off. And that was a 6-15 to game. Yep. And, yep. you know, because of the Bears, they can only score 15 points because I still think Mitch Trubisky is ass. Don't know how he made the Pro Bowl. So that just really pissed me off. All three of those top quarterbacks from the draft class two years ago made the Pro Bowl. It was so stupid. It, yeah, interesting. I, I thought it was so dumb. It's also the Pro Bowl. I, I just thought Mitch was dumb, not Deshaun and Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't want to say that. I mean, those are two great quarterbacks. No. What happened the next week, Corey? Uh, they lost to the Eagles. Mm. And this is where people started to think that the tides were turning for the Eagles, which Big they Dick were, because Big Dick Nick. He shows up in the biggest times with yes. the biggest dick. Yes. Huge. And then... Uh, Monstrous. They uh, beat the bottom of the barrel against Again. the Cards and 49ers. Again. And they finished 12-4. and four. Yeah. So... 13-3. Going into it, I think everyone kind of just was really turned off to them by those cheat the Bears and Philly game. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, those were two good defenses, and they just really didn't stand out in those games at all. So then they go into Dallas, which basically, well, they didn't go into Dallas. Dallas came to them. But um, that was a huge thing that everyone talked about was how the defense for those two teams, the defense for the Dallas would terrorize Jared Goff was, like, the main thing. Yeah. That's what everyone said, including me. <laughs> and yeah, I think a lot I, of people were kind of thinking it might end up looking like, not like how the Bears won. I'm not going to say 15-6, to 6, but a lot of people thought it could get to that. And maybe it did. And maybe it didn't. Who knows? Well, we know. Want to talk about it? We could. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. Um, that game was interesting because... That game made me sad. Oh, really? Why? Well, the end of it made me sad. Did you tell? I'm... Okay. I'm happy for C.J. Anderson. But the fact that C.J. Anderson put the dagger in the Cowboys season, that... I, I don't know. It just made me sad. 
I thought the Cowboys had a very good chance of winning this game. I did too. Yeah. And it it just didn't look like it from the first three quarters. Yeah, nobody ever thought that the Cowboys were going to be the Super Bowl team this year, representing the NFC, but you definitely thought that they could pull off a string of upsets. They they won one. They did win one. And they were close to winning a second. But especially uh, the way it started out because Amari Cooper and Dak were going off. And then Amari like faded into the shadows. Yes, and Zeke kind of didn't do a whole lot. Which I wouldn't really blame him because that front is just disgusting. Disgusting. But it didn't. At the end of the day, C.J. Anderson balled out, and um, he got the one twenty-three yards and two touchdowns, yeah. and the goal, the fourth and goal at the one, to put it right out of the game. That Sean McVay. Now that's surprisingly not the biggest ballsy move he picked mm. in the postseason. Yes. Which brings us to the next game where they played the Saints, and that game didn't look like they had a chance after the first quarter. Uh, New Orleans, if you're listening, I am so goddamn sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a little happy about it. (laughs) Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Really? I think the New Orleans game would be extremely close. It'd be so much like, I'd be so much more scared of the New Orleans Saints than I would be the Rams I would be too Drew Brees in that stage mm-hmm. that he hasn't been back to yeah in a very similar atmosphere oh. and and he wins in Atlanta like a decent amount you know so it'd just be like another home game yeah kind of uh-huh. so you know okay maybe I am happy <laughs> I'm very happy actually um so that thing that stood out to that game um that game was like that was a grit and grind game I also missed watching this game because I was in urgent care. Oh, so I can talk about it. You, that's all you, brother. Okay, so the basically that game was like the Saints had the early lead going in. I think it was 14-0, to zero, yeah. and everyone was wondering, like, oh, my God, what the hell is happening to the Rams? Where's yeah. Todd Gurley? Where's You'd Todd be asking Gurley? that the whole game. Yeah. He barely played. He had one goal line rush, yeah. and you really didn't see much of him after. Yep. The MVP of this game was Greg Zerline, though, who hit four field goals, Yeah. including – the ballsy fifty-seven point, the fifty-seven yard game winner in OT. That's Have you missed confidence. that? That's gonna just be an easy score for the other side. They're driving, they're winning. That's confidence. That was that was Sean McVay is like turning into um, Doug Peterson with these ballsy calls oh at random times. Can we talk about Sean McVay? Yeah, sure. Offensive uh, mastermind, uh, guru, boy wizard. Boy, howdy. He's 33. He's not a boy. Boy wizard. Boy wizard. Well, compared to every other coach, he's basically a, like wizard, a little Sean. toddler. Yeah, he really is. Um, Jimmy Kimmel did a bit. You know Guillermo? He's yeah. Like his, they, so they sent him to the Super Bowl media day every year. And then he went up to Sean McVay and was like, is your mother driving you home after this? <laughs> Sean McVay just seems like an absolute cool dude, though. Yeah. It's probably because we're younger, and he, he is too, and he we can like relate to him, I guess, in a way. Because he's super like, chill. Kind of like that dope uncle. Definitely dope uncle. Definitely vibes. dope uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Picks you up and brings you to sweet places. Buys you pot. Oh. Oh. What does your sweet uncle do? All my sweet uncles are like 50 plus. They don't buy me pot. I, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's not relatable if you don't do it. <laughs> and then, so, like, everyone was at. I, what stood out to me in that game more than. Like the big hit that I feel like everyone talks should talk about and does. Their cornerback talks a lot about it. Oh yeah, he's like wearing it like a trophy. Oh my god, he's I knocked the shit out of that guy. You should see him; he's fucking dead. 
It was so stupid. It was really bad. That was terrible. We're happy, call. though. I'm, pi- I'm sad for Sean Payton and Drew because I respect the shit out of both of them. They, that's the thing. I feel like the Saints, every year, they're getting shafted. They're getting shafted. And Minnesota Miracle. Oh, my God. They're consistently so goddamn good. Oh, the only time they got, they got lucky in those NFC Championship games was when Brett Favre threw across his body into the middle. Yeah, like a really bad video game call. Very dumb. Awful. But so I did some research to figure out why got Gurley didn't play because everyone knew he was kind of hurt in that Dallas game. Yep. And then this game, he should have been fine. And C.J. Anderson ran the ball the whole time, but he was terrible. Like every time he got put in, I was just thinking, why do you keep putting Anderson in? And they show Gurley on the sideline, like flexing his calves, and like just doing whatever. Check me out. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> so then I looked up this Sean McVay quote, where he basically said. It was a flow for the game. He's going to have an instrumental role in the game against whoever we play. It's nothing against Todd. CJ did a nice job, which was false. But I thought they did a good job as a whole slowing down our run game as we had to find out some grit and grind today. So basically, there had to be something else that went on. Yeah. Because you you, you, you say that. that it's a running game. You can never tell me that Todd Gurley is worse than C.J. Anderson at running the football. Yeah, and you're going to talk about... You're paying him the most money in NFL history right. to stand on the sideline yeah, for a running back. Yeah, flexing his calves. Yeah, um, and you want to talk about... Uh, it was a grit and grind game, but at the same time, you don't want to win a game off of however many field goals Zerline had. Which, I mean, they're happy they did, of course, but you don't want that to immediately be the first thought in your head. Oh, Greg's going to go four for four or five for five. That's not how football works. <laughs> when you have Todd Gurley, that's not how football works. It was just You're not the Bears. <laughs> you, know? you have a good quarterback yeah. and a good offense. Yeah. I, that's So what So what do you think was wrong? Um, I think he must have, like, t- skipped a practice or something. It was an emotional thing. I mean, did he, like, have sex with his girlfriend or something that I don't know about? I don't know. But it had to be something because that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You don't think it was injury-related, though? Not anymore. Okay. I think last week it was when he was on a limited workload. Mm-hmm. But I think he definitely is fine now. If he's playing in this Super Bowl, so basically if he plays this whole Super Bowl game, you know that something was wrong with, yeah. like, how what went down. Because yeah. if they play, oh, play C.J. Anderson again, I'm just going to be confused because I don't think they win if they play C.J. Anderson. I think they have a very good chance of winning if they utilize them both. But then again, it's not. Oh like, no, I'm saying like the main back would have yeah, to be Todd. Yeah, for not sure. CJ. Yeah, but then again, I don't think you're gonna want to rely on. How am I gonna? The hell am I gonna say this? Um, <laughs> CJ Anderson as the run guy and Todd Gurley as the pass catching back. But at the same time, they have such an explosive offense to begin with, where it's like. That means you're not going to utilize Robert Woods, and you're not going to utilize Brandon Cooks, and um, oh, what's the um, Robert Woods? Robert Woods. What did I say? Oh, I already said Robert Woods. But um, they don't have the, Cooper Cup anymore. Oh, he's oh he's out for the year. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah, I don't really know. They're they have to figure that out. I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll be okay. <laughs> that offense is going to be disgusting anyway. Yeah. So one Somebody's thing I want to talk nervous. about before we talk about the Super Bowl itself mm-hmm. is Brady and Goff in this postseason, you would think for two teams being in the Super Bowl, it'd be a lot better. Yeah, I agree with that. But it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Jared Goff in this postseason, if I want to uh, talk about it, he had throw out some numbers. One touchdown. Can you say that again? One touchdown. As and, in and one interception. As in one singular. Yes. Oh. And okay. a fun thing about that also yeah. is uh, he threw that same amount of touchdowns last year in the postseason. For the record, he only played one game in that postseason. Yes. He's played two now. Oh, two postseasons, yes. Yeah. And Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady threw for 200 more yards than Jared Goff with yeah. 691. Yeah. But Brady also threw two touchdowns. That is important. So basically what you learn from that is that even though they pass a lot through the air, if they're going to score, they're handing it off. Jared Goff this postseason, 40 for 68, 483 yards. That's a 58.8 completion percentage. 7.1 yards per attempt. You'd expect that with the way their offense plays. Um, like you said, one touchdown, one interception. Got sacked once. Here's the thing. Quarterback rating? 79.5. Not that good. Johnny Hecker, on the other hand, their punter, has a 116.7 <laughs> quarterback so rating. what you need to get from that is... Start Johnny Hecker. That's what I'm saying. The kid's electric. No, I don't know. You'd expect something better. I mean, he's been playing. You you watch him, he's been playing well. But then these numbers aren't all that hot. You're right. I know. So, before we go into our last segment, which is brand new to the pod, and Ian is not aware of it yet. I'm not aware. I didn't know we were doing something new. And before that, uh, we're going to just talk about our sponsor. Oh, yes. Let's do it. I mean, as you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Everyone's getting all hyped up for these teams, for this game. I haven't slept in two weeks. Some people are going to wipe down their memorabilia they have, like their autographed jerseys, maybe wear them, or just maybe, you know, just if you need any sports memorabilia, don't go out for a jersey. It's extremely expensive, mm. and it just isn't affordable to the common man like ourselves. But you know what it is. Our autographed cards. Ooh, from who? Uh, from our sponsor, uh, Front Row Sports 47, which you can find on eBay, Facebook Live for buy-ins, and Instagram, and tell them the water cooler checkdown sent you, because, you know, maybe you get a little kickback or something. That's fucking dope. And if you do, let us know about it. Please let us know. Tell, tell us on Facebook, or just say on Instagram. Just comment at us. Give us a shout. Show us what you got. Please. And tell them. As I said before, the water cooler check that sent you. Because maybe you find something sweet, like a Tom Brady signed card, or Jared Goff or Todd Gurley signed card. Ooh. If you want to get on that hype train, it's kind of like stock. It will rise. <laughs> or a Bill Belichick game-worn hoodie Ugh. within the card. <laughs> That'd be incredible. It's a hot commodity. Again, Front Row Sports 47. Thank you. That, that was electric. <laughs> that was sick. So for our new segment... Um, I, I I named this. Uh, I have chills. Backer pack. Literal chills. So for backer pack, what it basically is going to consist of is you're gonna, I'm going to tell you the two teams by position, yeah. and you're going to tell me who you back and who you're going to pack for this game. You are a clever motherfucker. <laughs> Let's do it. So obviously we're going to start with quarterback. Um, who are you going to back or pack, Goff or Brady? I'm going to. Back Tom Brady. I'm packing Jared Goff because, as we were just talking about, the numbers don't lie. They really don't lie. I'm in history too. I'm just picking Brady simply due to experience. So simply. I'm backing Brady. Yep. Sorry, Jared. I know it sounds really cruel to say you're packing someone up and just sending him out, but 
I think just Tom Brady in this stage is probably the most dangerous thing any team could have. That's the thing. Even in a Super Bowl loss, he's set the record for most yards in a game. You know he's going to show up regardless. You got to back Tom Brady. You got to. The Super Bowl, he doesn't throw for under 300 yards. There's no chance in hell. And you could argue that he's not going to throw for under 400. You got to back Tom Brady. You got to. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. But it's going to be great. Hell yeah. Hopefully. Please. <laughs> God. All right, so for the running backs. Yeah. I'm gonna, now, we're not going with starters. We're going with whole committee. Cool. So are you cool. going to back the trio of James White, um, Burkhead, and Sony Michelle, or are you going to take Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson? Now, I know Todd Gurley holds a lot of weight, so this, this is, is what this was tough for tough. me. This is really tough. I think to play devil's advocate, yes, of course, everybody's going to look at Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson as the dominant committee, but... The Patriots and how they play, especially James White. James White does the catching. Sonny Michelle does the rushing. It Rex Burkhead does. does both. Yes. <laughs> I think we're on the same page here. I'm backing the Patriots committee. Solely because so of... I did The it, flexibility. I solely did it because of James White. Just just James White. I did... like the Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkhead, to me, is kind of the equivalent of having a Todd Gurley. Yes. Because, like, you're going to get combined, which so that kind of neutralizes each other. I would rather have James White than have C.J. Anderson by, like, a heartbeat. Yes, yes. And I think Rex Burkhead in certain situations is huge for the Patriots. So we're packing the Rams. We're packing the Rams. Sorry, Todd. I never thought I'd say that. Also, Todd hasn't played that much. I never thought I'd say that. So that was another thing for me. Yes. I've never really – I never thought I would say that. Holy shit, I'm packing the Rams. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so wide receiver core. Yeah. For the Rams, you got Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods mm-hmm. and other guys who I don't know off the top of my head. They and, just get it done. And then for the Patriots, you got Edelman, Gronk, Hogan, and Dorsett. Who are you taking? Who are you backing, and who are you packing? Oh, man. Um... Uh, so obviously Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks are the two top receivers, and then you have Tyler Higby and Josh Reynolds and Gerald Everett and Sam. Schultz. Actually, we're not counting tight ends in this, so Higby's out and Gronk. Okay, okay. So I thought Gerald Everett was their tight end. Maybe I've just been duped this whole time. I think it's both. Oh. <laughs> Dope. So see you, boys. Um, shit. I think that I am backing the Rams. I also am backing the I, Rams. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I've, I don't know why I felt funny saying I think the Patriots yeah, are too inconsistent outside of Edelman. Yes, I And agree. I would rather, I would kill to have Cooks back and Robert Woods over just Edelman. Yep. With one or two catches sprinkled with random wider series. Yep, Cordero's cool. Cordero, oh, man. He'll, he'll run it sometimes. Yeah, he, yeah, he's good for the little end around. Yeah, except every team knows it by this point. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, I'm. I guess I'm packing the Patriots. <laughs> I'm backing the Rams. I mean, packing Edelman. Packing Edelman. That's that's tough. But yeah, I mean, would, would you say Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods is their number one? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks the number one. Robert T- Woods. Technically, their two. Robert Woods to me is the better wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. Um, After having Brandon Cooks on the Pats for a year. Yeah. The problem with the Patriots is you don't know who their number two wide receiver is going to be. Is it? Is it Dorsett? I think it's. Is it Hogan? Hogan? I would say it's Hogan. Could have been Josh Gordon. 
That's all I'm saying. Could have been the one. Could have been. I actually was the one. Yep. Shit. Yep. See ya, Pats. All right. So for tight end, I know this is like, why do you even bother? I feel like. I, but yeah, you would say that last year. Reasons. There's huge. You reasons. would say that last year. Yes. This year, for some reason, it's extremely close. I feel like. Yeah. But it came down to one factor for me, and I'll let you decide first. Who are you? Uh, who are you packing? Who are you packing? So obviously, like you said, last year, a couple years ago, this isn't even a conversation. Of course, you're back in Gronk, and you're packing Gerald Everett and Higby if he is a tight end. I don't even know, but. Gronk has been very, very inconsistent this year. Very. But last week, he showed up in the clutchest of moments. And I know that he almost, if um, if there hadn't been that call, was that the call when um, Tom Brady got the roughing the passer yeah. on the interception? That was a terrible ball, so that's not on Gronk. And I know just because it's Gronk, you expect him to catch it. Gronk was amazing last week, and he showed up in that fourth down play towards the corner, right on the sideline. I, you got to back Gronk. You have to, even though he's hurt, he's banged up, and he's probably gonna retire. You got to back Gronk. He's Gronk. I also picked the Patriots, yeah. but not for that reason. Yeah. Okay. What's your reason? I picked it because Gronk has now just turned from a, an elite tight end, kept pass catcher, to an elite blocker. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He, he allowed. Is, he might not have caught much this season, but he is the sole reason that our running backs look a lot better, he, and our protections better. It's basically like having another lineman play tight end. If you just look at that last play of the game when Burkhead ran it in, Gronk dominated that line of scrimmage, and so did Devlin too. And so a bunch of people that you just weren't expecting have been stepping up. Devlin has line. been huge. Yeah. I love that we're going back to the traditional fullback. I think I we're agree. one of the only other teams, including the Chiefs and Packers, that use theirs. Yeah, that's a. I'm glad you said that because we've been talking about it last week. We watched the game last week with all of our friends, and Corey and I were just serving each other looks the whole time. Like, holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? They're going to come back and win this multiple times. And yeah, Gronk was a huge reason for that. And it was wild. It was really wild. I feel like, for me, this really wasn't that close. But overall defense, who are you packing? And who are you backing? Uh, I'm sorry for the defensive heads out there. They're like, you should do every fucking position. No, we're not. No, we don't have the stamina. Come on, man. You, you know as well as I do, you don't want this to be two hours. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Um, I would say... I'm going to back the Rams, even though the Patriots have been really good as of late. I'm backing the Rams. I'm also backing the Rams solely off of that front four. Yeah. That front four with Wade Phillips scares the shit out of me because you know what the last defense to terrorize Tom Brady was? Who? The Broncos. Oh, yeah. And guess who their defensive coordinator was? Who? Wade Phillips. Oh. Whoa. Not a lot of people yeah. are talking about that. That's the thing. Yeah. This is arguably one of the best – Aaron Donald, arguably, in his prime, is better than Von Miller was when yeah. he gave him fits. Yeah. And Madamakin Sue's also there. Think about this. Von Miller, I think he did a couple years back when he had that outrageous season. He was getting a little bit of MVP conversation. But then also, I don't remember who won, but I just know that it wasn't so competitive. This year, you have Mahomes, number one, Drew Brees, number two, Phillip Rivers, number three. 
And Aaron Donald number four. Aaron Donald number four. And people are seriously considering whether he should be a number three or even a number two. That's crazy. And he makes... Okay, so Khalil Mack had an outrageous season two. And he's not going to win anything now. Because Aaron Donald is for sure going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, it's a lock. It's a lock. Yeah. I don't. I think you, you have to go with the Rams. If you don't, I just think it's crazy. I mean, yeah. honestly, like the Patriots, I love your defense. It's okay. It's like the bend and don't break, as usual. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore has been huge. Amazing. Really good this year. Trey Flowers is our only pass rusher. <laughs> yes, there is that. So that, that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Um. Our linebackers core, you could call, is decent. Kyle Van Noy, who oh, he's, is also he shows up in consistency. I would say, yeah. And then uh, Dante, he's good. Dante, mm-hmm. Landon Roberts is cool. Yeah, he's uh. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I also am going with the Rams. There's just too many notables on the Rams defense. They're, They're just within. They all know the Brady departments. and Wade Phillips knows Brady so well. Yeah, and, uh, it's, and you it have, scares the shit out of me. And you have people in their secondary who've played with him and against him. Marcus Peters played against him. Aqib Talib played with him and against him. Aqib Talib was on the team that beat Tom Brady with the Wade Phillips defense. You're right. I'm not saying Aqib Talib is the immediate intel because obviously it's Wade Phillips, but I don't <laughs> know. There's just multiple things that they have to prepare for with the Rams defense. Special teams is next. Mm-hmm. This is really, really close. Yeah. For me. Who are you backing? Who are you packing? Um, hmm. This is actually... Is it funny that this is the closest one? I think it's the closest one. It's super important, but no one yeah. really talks about it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if this game came down to, like... A field goal? A field goal or, like... For either of them? Like, Who would you have more trust in kicking the field goal in Zerline. the Super Bowl? Zerline. Oh, okay. Zerline. Zerline for sure. Um... There's just something in recent years, and I know that sounds braggadocious because the Patriots have you know been for three straight, uh, three straight years to the Super Bowl, but Gostowski seems to miss a kick in the Super Bowl the past couple of years. And I mean, just the fact that Sean McVay immediately went to Zerline for a 57-yard field goal to win the game, that's icy. I would pick Zerline, um, but then... Man, we're doing overall, so you have to keep I, I the punter to, and kick committee. return. Yeah, I have to go committee. Okay, so I would pick Zerline. So one point for the Rams. I think Hecker and Allen are honestly tied. I think they're like just yeah. equally as good. I agree. I think I'm not going to look up stats for them, but they just get it done. <laughs> I, okay, I I guess I would call that a tie too. Yeah, I mean nobody ever. I think the Patriots' special teams is like return. Is, I would. I would I'd rather pick the Patriots. I want Matthew Slater, and that's really. I want it. Matthew Slater. He Matthew Slater is just like Mr. Patriot. Yep. And a lot of people don't know that. There's a reason he's captain. He's Every always year. calling heads. I, I love Matthew Slater. I would take. This is real. Kick return, it's a it's a split. Use. So, yeah. what we basically said is kicker, Rams, Rams. yeah, punter, even, mm. kick kickoff team, Patriots. Did we just so, call a tie? No, you have to pick. I have to pick. Um, 
Okay. I'm going to think about it like this. The, Patri- <laughs> the Patriots are not going to utilize Gostowski like the Rams utilize Zerline. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asking, unless it's, you know, half. T- it's two seconds before the half. You want to see if you can get some points up. Maybe the Patriots will go to Gostowski for, like, 55 yards. Anything past 55 yards, I don't even think they will touch. I think they'll just take a knee. The Patriots are going to use Gostowski for anything within 50 yards. <laughs> I'm, my eyes are closed. I'm actually yeah, thinking out loud. Yeah, he's going philosophical here. I'm actually thinking out loud. Um, but the Patriots, I don't think, are going to be in too many situations where they're going to be desperate for those little bits of points because I think Tom Brady is going to consistently get the ball up. All right. And then, like we said, kick return will take the Patriots. And then there's a tie for punter. This means I'm saying I would rather have the New England Patriots special teams because they're going to utilize Gostowski differently than they utilize than the Rams utilize their line and also Matthew Slater and Cordero and you have you have I think you have Sony Michelle on special teams sometimes too I might have just made that up I have, I have no idea I'm trying to come up with anything I'm going to play Deadpool's ad- advocate please do that was tough I'm going to pick the Rams okay I wrote down on yeah. my notes I was going to take the Pats yeah but I think Zerline's so elite, and the, but Matthew Slater's also so elite. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Matthew Slater doesn't give you points. That's true. So I think I'm gonna have to go with the Rams. Yeah. It's okay though. I'm gonna feel good about myself because now it's coaching, and for me, it's done and dusted. It's pretty simple. I'm taking Bill. I'm taking Bill. Although Sean McVay deserves no, no. A, I'm not saying Sean McVay's bad. Oh, not at all. He deserves a world of this respect. This is just like it's protege. I feel like it's like the young new. Kid on the block going against like the OG guy. Yeah, uh, it's it's Bill Belichick. And you can be as smart as you want, I think, but nothing will prepare you for a Super Bowl better than playing in nine. I think yeah, that the previous eight could help. <laughs> yeah, you know this you know, could help. You know, I've picked a couple things up. So now this is what it all comes down to because mm-hmm. it seems like we're backing the Patriots overall, and we're packing the Rams. So this should probably just Shit. be pretty simple. What is your final score prediction? My final score prediction is I wish I could pull a Tony Romo and not pick a team. Because I re- yeah, I do. I want to do that too. Do that too. <laughs> Damn it. I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think I w- originally I was thinking 33-31. I'm now going to say I'm going to say 38 Whoa. to I'll say, I'll say thirty-eight to thirty-five, and I'm gonna say. Oh, <laughs> I hate this. I'm saying the Rams are gonna win. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't want to, but I've been thinking it. I don't know. I just think there's something about. I know. Okay, I know. We just, of course, we're. Back I did in not Belgium. hear this score prediction in advance. Just so everyone yeah, yeah, knows. No, yeah, I didn't either. I just kind of maybe I just said it. I don't know. Of course, I want the Patriots to win, and I think there's a damn good chance they could. But there's something about. Oh, damn it! This is so insulting. <laughs> we we just said Bill Belichick is the greatest 
or I, I'm saying he could be the greatest coach of all time. I know you I think agree with it. You think he is? Yeah. I think he is too. There, we said it. It's here. It's there. Um, but the way – the Rams are so fresh. And I'm, I think about how the Seahawks – Pete Carroll was so new and that team was so new and they blew out the Broncos – which is crazy. I'm, and I, I called a close game. Time out. I'm not saying they're going to blow out the Patriots. <laughs> this is what you're alluding to. Doug Peterson, first Super Bowl, plays the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. He wins. I just don't know. The Patriots are going to be able to prepare, and they're going to be fine. And I don't want this. I'm saying the Rams are going to win 38-35. Oh. I, Who's I, your MVP? My MVP is um, <laughs> Greg. I'm looking at his name right now. Actually, I don't know. I think if it's 35, then he doesn't kick a single field goal. They went 38, which means he kicks one. Oh. That's not MVP performance. I would say that. Um, I will say Jared Goff. I'm so upset I, with this. I have a face I'm of shock. So, I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm like a state of paralysis. I hate this. I don't... All right, well, on the other end of the spectrum... Can I just say something really quick? Yeah. I really, really, really think the Patriots have a very <laughs> good shot at winning <laughs> You this. wouldn't pick it if you didn't think it. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm saying that as a fan. Oh, my God. I think I have to redo everything. <laughs> I was saying it as a fan because I don't want to jinx anything. Nope, it's out there. That's no. your pick. You gotta oh, keep no. it. <laughs> you gotta keep it. Can I it do would... can I do the Tony Romo and say thirty at thirty five? No. You already, I... you already made your pick. Fuck it. <laughs> Just stay with it. I hate this. Um Yeah, sure. I said the Patriots are gonna be down seventeen to twenty one in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Because I think they're gonna struggle for the first quarter for sure. I I, I think an early Rams lead would not surprise me. Like I don't 10 even to 0. know. I don't even know what you're about to say, but I just want to let everybody know that I fully agree with what Corey's about to say. Even I, though I picked the Rams, I think this is the most realistic. I think the Patriots will be down ten to zero at the end of the first quarter. Okay. Then we'll probably come back to the half and make it like fourteen ten. Okay. I then suspect that the Rams going into the fourth quarter will. Um, They'll be up twenty-one to seventeen. Okay, and the Patriots score ten points in the fourth quarter and win twenty-seven to twenty-one. You don't think the Rams score at all? No. You don't even think they kick a field goal? No, I th- I think maybe it could be twenty-seven to twenty-four. I'm sticking to twenty-one to twenty twenty-seven twenty-one. 27, Pats Brady oh, MVP for the fourth quarter. Yes. Sony Michelle will probably have a good game. Hopefully, I, I James agree. White will be more important by a mile. I don't actually. Think My hot take: James White breaks. The catching record in the Super Bowl for you think he breaks his own? Record. Yep. Really? Yep. I mean, I could see. I it think Talib can shut down Edelman. Yep. And then Brady's going to be scrambling. Yep. Gronk will have to step up. Yep. James White will have to step up. Yep. Hogan will step up. Yes. Dorsett maybe. We'll see you there. Brady's going to have a lot of pressure in his face, yeah. so he's going to be looking to the sides for James White the whole time. I could see. And Brady's it. the MVP. He doesn't walk into the sunset. Doesn't. Yeah. Yes. He, just, he can't though because we have no one left. I know <laughs> it's true. We, we don't have Garoppolo. We need Tom for another fifteen years. I know I sound like a homer with my pick, but I honestly believe I can a hundred percent seeing that's how the game goes. It's happened in Seattle. It did happen. In it Seattle. happens in a lot of Brady Super Bowls. Yes, it's true. 
If I, we win it, if we're winning at the half, we usually don't win. That's true. That's true. They always turn it around. The other team at the half. Oh God, I just wanted to pick the Patriots so bad, but I didn't because I'm a fan. <laughs> That's why. No one can tell. I know. I, I really agree with what you're <laughs> saying, though. I don't know. This is tough. I already said it. I can't say anything more. I don't know. I love the Patriots. At the end of the day, it's going to be a great Super Bowl. It's going to be amazing. And I think we can be back on Monday to talk about it at some yes. point. Yes, most likely. So we will be posting on Monday yep. about our post-reaction to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I hope, you'll, I hope you stay with us. You will definitely stay with us. Because... It's going to be a hell of a ride either way. You're either going to hear our tears or you're going to hear our tears of joy. All we know is this is going to be an incredible game. So as for the Super Bowl preview of the Water Cooler Checkdown podcast. I can't believe I picked the fucking Rams. Neither can I. I'm sorry, It's me. uh, It's been Corey. I'm still Ian. He might be a Patriot fan. I am. I promise you. I do it because (laughs) I didn't want to jinx anything. But now I'm saying it, so maybe that's a jinx. Now that it's out there. I don't actually mean Everyone it. can hear it. I don't know what I mean. I'm excited for this game. I'm signing off. I'm signing off as well. Thank you for listening. Love you guys.